Okay, good afternoon, everyone. Wow, what a crowd. Um, so we are here with Soundscape, and I'm going to give the opening code for CEUs. And it is 8509E as in echo. And again, it's 8509E as in echo. And I am Donna Brown. I'm just the host, and I'm going to turn it over to Jernell, and I'll let him introduce himself. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Donna. And welcome to uh, all of the, uh, the attendees. It's uh, wonderful to uh, have you join us for this session on Soundscape. And uh, we're uh, delighted that you'll be with us for the, the next hour or so as we uh, hopefully update um, folks who are familiar with Soundscape and also have the opportunity to introduce people who may not have come across uh, Soundscape. Uh, so welcome to, uh, to one and all. I'm going to be sharing uh, uh, some uh, um, audio and video, and hopefully that'll play well through the uh, uh, particular speakers. And uh, the way that we've structured and organized this session is uh, essentially splitting it up into uh, two parts. The first part will focus with myself and Amos Miller from the Soundscape team, just talking about what Soundscape is and give an update on what we've been up to since we last spoke at the ACB about 12 months ago. And then the second part, we've got um, a couple of uh, very distinguished uh, collaborators from the orientation and mobility community. And the idea here is to uh, uh, have Marie and Mark share some of their experiences and how they use Soundscape, some of the things that they're doing with it, and then really open it up into a Q&A panel. And uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of uh, great audience engagement and uh, participation uh, there. So without uh, further ado, I'm going to uh, start. And uh, do flag any questions um, in the uh, the chat window as and when, and then we'll uh, park them until we come to the uh, the Q and A panel. We'll be doing we'll audio be chat. Excuse me. We'll be doing audio chat. So when when you're ready for questions, we'll take questions oh, with raised hands. Perfect. perfect. And Deb, you'll be doing that. Donna will be doing yes. that. Oh, Donna. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Okay, so let me start by. First of all, answering the question, what is Soundscape and how does it work? So very simply, for those of you who aren't familiar with Soundscape, think of it as a mapping 3D sound, which is there to help you build up an understanding and an appreciation of your surroundings. And the way that Soundscape does this is that it calls out nearby points of interest, landmarks, whatever may be... Um, useful and interesting in the environment that you're in, in a way that allows you to then build up a mental picture of where things are in relation to you. And it does that by having these call outs appear to come from where they actually are in relation to you. And the way that it does this is by having the user yourself wear a stereo headset. And the important thing here with the headset is that uh, by having a stereo headset, we're then able to use the natural way that the human ear listens and picks up sound and use that to determine 
where that particular landmark or that point of interest is, and then have the call out appear to come from where it is in relation to you and have it appear to come from outside of your head as well. And the importance of the headset uh, is it's twofold, really, because I know that certainly in the uh, community we have a lot of different people using a lot of different types of headsets from uh, AirPods through to bone conduction, through to earbuds. It really comes down to a matter of choice and preference. Over the last 12, 18 months or so, since the uh, release of the Bose frames, we've had a lot of people using and wearing those um, simply because they uh, don't cover or, or block the ears. But a lot of it really just comes down to uh, personal preference. So having a range of different audio delivery devices is really important. And uh, Soundscape as it is at the moment is available on the, uh, the iPhone. And uh, we've optimized it to work really well with voiceover and essentially use the sensors on the phone to determine where you are and uh, GPS positioning allows us to, with a reasonable degree of accuracy, call out these landmarks and points of interest uh, around you. And the information that we utilize in Soundscape predominantly comes from two main sources. OpenStreetMap, which has a wonderful level of detail and granularity about the uh, way information is mapped in the world, and Bing. So that essentially, in essence, is, uh, is Soundscape. And the way that we've designed it with the use of 3D audio is to make the experience as natural and as effortless as, uh, as possible. And ultimately, make it an indispensable tool when you're out and about, because you can continue to use your existing mobility aids, existing apps that you use, and use Soundscape in conjunction uh, with that. So having said that, I'm just going to play the audio of a uh, little video that just describes the basics of Soundscape, and hopefully it'll come through well. Hello and welcome. We are going to demonstrate how I use Soundscape. I have my friend Emily here with me. Hi there. And my guide dog, Trevor. You're going to hear and experience Soundscape in the same way that I do through these headsets. So let's go. Facing north along 101st Avenue South. So Emily, where should we go? I hear there's a place called Local Burger nearby. Would you like to try it? Let's do it. I'll set a beacon to it. Now I can hear the beacon over in front of us and to our right, that's where the local burger is. Excellent, that beacon's really helpful as I can't see past these trees. Fantastic, so let's go there. All right. Instead of step-by-step -step instructions, Soundscape lets me hear where the destination is so I can make my way there. Main Street. Coming up to an intersection here. Goes right. Crossing. Here's the crossing. Listen to the traffic. It's safe to cross. All right, it's safe to cross. Front Hey, here's Franz chocolate over there. Oh, perfect. Can you just set a marker there on our way back? Now I can hear the beacon loud and clear on my right, so we'll turn right. Facing north along Main Street. here it comes right in front of us, so we know we're walking straight towards it. On Main Street, straight towards the beacon. And we start hearing it coming on our left as we get close to the local burger. Joseph And beacon close by. I can see the door. Ah, here we are. Fantastic. 
Emily, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so hopefully through there you got a good sense of the basics of soundscape. And that was uh, Amos, who you'll uh, hear from uh, shortly. Just to sort of close out this introduction to soundscape, one of the things that soundscape really helps you to do is to, in our belief, in our uh, view, help you become a better navigator simply by enhancing your spatial awareness of the environment. By knowing where things are in relation to you, you'll naturally begin to build up a good mental map of where you are and what's around you. And by doing so, as you move through that space, the call-outs will vary based on where you are and what's around you. And naturally and effortlessly, you'll find yourself starting to build up this uh, mental model. Certainly in the uh, early days of Soundscape, when we were doing a lot of uh, research in the field with a range of different uh, end users, we tried a number of different uh, uh, features and, uh, and capabilities. And one of the most important things for Soundscape is that we don't provide turn-by-turn -turn instructions. We know that there are lots of applications that already do that. Instead, what we focus on is through the information that we provide and the description that begins to describe the environment that you're in and that mental model that you develop, you naturally then choose how you go from one place to another. And to do so in a way that allows you to use the cane or the guide dog, carry on the conversation with uh, whoever you may be with, putting you in control is really what I think stands Soundscape out from uh, a whole range of uh, other uh, technologies um, and so on. It's essentially a new way of relating to the world and hopefully giving you greater independence and freedom to travel on your own terms. Now I'm going to hand over to Amos to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the uh, things that we've been up to in Soundscape since we uh, last spoke at the ACD. Hi, thank you, John L. and hello, everybody. Uh, it's great to be at the ACB again, um, if only virtually. Last year we were in Rochester. Um, my role on the team is to define the product roadmap. And I wanted to start with an update on a few important updates that we made to the product. And then we'll get to some fun stuff. Uh, look at some uh, really cool features and a demo. Uh, and then we'll get to a really, I think, uh, what will be a really interesting panel session with our O&M instructors. I apologize for the background noise. An airplane just decided to fly by. Um, so firstly, for our international com community, Soundscape is now available in more countries, including Canada, Sweden and France. And we also support additional languages. In addition to English, we, we support French and Swedish, as well as Spanish and Portuguese. So if you speak any of the languages and prefer Soundscape in those languages, you can use that. Uh, over the year, we uh, released Soundscape to integrate with the Bose frames. And the Bose frames continues to be a supported device on Soundscape for those of you who use and prefer that headset. We also recently changed the sound of the audio beacon, and I just want to talk about that for a moment. 
As a reminder, the audio, when navigating with Soundscape, the audio beacon shows you the location of your destination. Honestly, we received a lot of feedback, people struggling to understand what the drumming sound was and also found it difficult to hear in noisy environments. Um, I don't know, John, if you can play the classic beacon sound and then the new design for a moment. If you can't, that's okay. The Is that goal... going through? No, it's not. No. Don't worry. The goal of the new design is really to make it much easier to hear in noisy environments, even if you are somewhat hard of, hard of hearing, um, and also to use the beacon, whether it's through stereo headphones or, or your phone speaker. And we continue to iterate on that design, and feedback is always welcome. So I mentioned earlier that my role is to define the product roadmap. And this requires us to gaze into the future, which today is everyone's guess. Uh, I think over the past few months, we all experienced a very significant change in our day-to-day -day life. Services such as mobility training have been significantly impacted. If we rely on sighted guides from a friend or family member, that might not be possible at present. And just the need to get out, get some fresh air and exercise, use our mobility skills and mental mapping is just so important for our mental health. Imagine that you're at home and you just need to get out, get some fresh air, and you want to walk down, to that, uh, down that road to the park that you normally go with, with your friend. So, what if your friend were to able to annotate the route for you so that you can do this on your own? For example, using a marker at the intersection, they could indicate, hey, this is where we usually cross the road and the traffic comes from the right. Uh, they could mark up the park entrance, perhaps a rendezvous point in the middle of the park, and then send you the annotated... annotated Sorry, John, Sorry, John, the echo started. And then send and you the annotated, annotated markers. Someone screen sharing. Okay, let me continue. Yeah, the echo is gone. Thank you. And then send you the annotated markers to your phone so that when you walk to the park, you can use those annotated markers as a guide. Soundscape now gives you the ability to annotate markers and also share them. And marker, marker sharing, I think, is a really powerful uh, feature. You can, for example, send someone your location and they can find you using the Soundscape beacon. Or if you need to find somebody, just ask them to send you a beacon of their location, a marker of their location. My family actually used this feature last week. We had a, a six feet apart picnic and we told our friends where we were by sending them a marker to the location in the park where we were at and they found us using Soundscape. This is a lot of fun. Do go out and try it. We'll also discuss how, how these markers can be used 
in the context of remote mobility training as when we get to the panel. Before I go to the demo, uh, you might ask yourself, how do I learn to use all this stuff? Um, let me draw your attention to a really useful resource. We actually started a series of long form blog posts that give you a really a deep dive information about how to use soundscape in these strange times. Getting fresh air, getting to essential services, taking a walk in an open park, playing games and many more. These uh, blogs have been written for you, soundscape users, mobility instructors, so do make use of them, share them with your mobility instructors, uh, you can read them. You can actually find them in the Soundscape app under the menu. There's a COVID-19 information, and you'll get to all the blogs from there, or you can find them on our website. And as always, share, share your feedback. All right, it is time for the demo. Uh, it's a demo that will show you how all of this comes together. We'll play it through a video. Uh, which we will try. We'll see if the technology is on our side today. So, Janelle, do you want to try that and uh, just maybe increase the volume so that the, uh, the volume comes through uh, yeah. properly? And in order to do that, I'm going to have to share my screen again in order to get the video to play through. So just bear with me a moment while I do that. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming to hear about Soundscape. We have a real treat for you today. We have Runa here with us. Hey, friends. Runa has kindly agreed to take us on a walk with her and show us how she uses soundscape during these crazy times of COVID-19. Before we jump in, though, let me just level set on what soundscape is. Soundscape is a technology that we developed here in Microsoft Research and in collaboration with our great friends in the blind and low vision community. The idea is that we use 3D audio to help a blind person build a richer awareness of their surroundings so that they can get around with a greater sense of independence. The way it works is that with a set of headphones, you will hear points of interest and call-outs from the direction where those points of interests are. To give you a real feel for the experience, let's join Runa and her guide dog, Valora, on their walk to the pharmacy. And for the best experience, I recommend that you listen to this demo with a stereo headset. Okay, Runa, over to you. Hey, friends. How are you doing today? My name is Runa, and I have a beautiful guide dog. Her name is Valora. We work at Microsoft Store at Yorkdale in Canada. So I just realized we have run out of your supplies at home. I would love to invite you for a walk with me. So before we go off for a walk, we'll have to set up landscape. Let me show you how to do that. We are going to open the app. Cool. Now we are going to set up the headphones. You can use generally any standard headphones. Our headphone is ready. Now we are going to set up a beacon. When I click on the beacon, I see a new feature called Essential Services. 
this will let me browse businesses and services that are currently open in my area. I'm very grateful to have this feature, especially during COVID-19, when, you know, most of the businesses are closed and their work hour varies. Cool. We have found the pharmacy under essential services and our beacon is set. We are ready to head outside. So, Runa is all ready to go. She has the soundscape beacon set to the pharmacy. She can clearly hear its location and she heads off in its direction while working her guide dog. Now note that the beacon, she can hear it on her right, which means that at the next intersection, she'll have to find a place to turn right. Let's go, Ballora. Beacon, 205 meters. Hey friends, now we are outside. Very nice outside today. Heading southwest along Brimorton Drive. Intersection with Peace Drive, 35 meters ahead. We are soon going to be approaching an intersection. Approaching intersection. Peace Drive goes left. Peace Drive goes right. So in front of us there is Brimhorton and we were walking on the Clementon Square. Notice how Soundscape provided Runa with a clear layout of the intersection. In this case, it's actually a T intersection. And by hearing the location of the beacon to her right, she decides to turn right. Approaching intersection. Brimorton Drive continues ahead. Meadowglen Place goes right. We are approaching an intersection. The Brimhorton Drive will continue straight and the medical in place is ahead of construction. us. And there's a construction going on, which is really good to know. Very good girl, Valora. Okay, forward. All along, Soundscape calls out shops, restaurants, and other points of interest. And this helps her flesh out her mental map. Primark cleaners alternation and repairs, 20 meters. There's a repair store around Diana Beauty Salon, 25 meters. There's a beauty salon. The Real McCoy, 30 meters. Real McCoy is also Rexel, in front of us. Real McCoy is a pizza place. They have a really good pizza. And it's also telling me that Brexel is going to be in front of us if we keep following the path, which is where we are currently going. The beacon is always there, giving her that sense of confidence that she's heading in the right direction. Runa is now on the final approach to the pharmacy. She can hear the beacon directly in front of her. And note how she kind of takes in the sound of the beacon as well as all the other sounds around her while working her dog to locate the pharmacy. Approaching intersection. Which means we're walking towards the right direction and 
musical sound is a very musical. Still here at the pharmacy, friends. Soundscape has helped us get here. I'll soon be going to grab few supplies and I'll be right back with you, friends. Next, Runa receives a text message from a friend to meet her at the park. The friend is also a Soundscape user and has shared the location by texting her a marker. Sharing markers is a new feature that we built especially now during social distancing to enable a friend or a mobility instructor to guide someone remotely by marking up the map for them. Okay friends, I'm back now. Thank you for waiting for me. My friend has just messaged me saying that she would like to meet us at the park. So now we are going to remove the beacon which was set for Rexal, which is a pharmacy, and we are going to set a marker. So when I press set a beacon, there is a button here called browse your marker. Then I'm going to press this button and I'll see look the markers that I have marked. I think that I have a marker at the Confederation Park. I'm going to set that up. Marker, Confederation Park, 325 meters. Cool, ready to head up at the park. And away she goes. We'll be crossing Markham Road. I'm just waiting for the light to change, friends, listening for the traffic. Very good, girl. Well, uh, well I've been waiting, waiting patiently. Actually, friends, the intersection, which is Markham and Elsmere, is one of the busiest intersections. We'll be crossing six lanes of traffic. We're still waiting for the light to change, friends. Okay, let's go, Laura. Yep, they've just crossed six lanes of traffic. Anyway, she is now entering the park. Let's see how Soundscape helps her find her friend. I hear the music sound which Belle is making. It's a musical bell sound. We are almost at the bench. Beacon, 15 meters. We are 15 meters away from our destination. And we have found the bench. Cool, I found my friend. She's been waiting for us. Soundscape has really helped us. My friend has shared me a marker and I'm very happy for the Soundscape to have that opportunity to have friends, family members, and mobility and orientation instructor to be able to share markers. That was wonderful. Thank you, Runa. In this demo, we saw how Runa used Soundscape to run an errand and then make an unplanned journey to the park to meet up with a friend. Soundscape gave her the confidence to explore and discover new places and enrich her appreciation of her area. Thank you for joining us and let me hand back over to Runa for a few closing words. I have been using Soundscape for a year and a half. Soundscape has significantly changed my life. I have developed travel skills. I feel very independent and confident when traveling in familiar and unfamiliar places. 
as well as soundscape has been very helpful, especially when knowing the direction I was supposed to walk at. Soundscape can be downloaded from iOS App Store as a free download. It's available in many countries such as Australia, UK, Canada, and US. The team is working on making it available in many other countries. Thank you friends for joining me for a walk and have a great time today. Aha. Thank you, Thank Rona. you. Jonel, can Jonel, you, you unmute so the echo goes away? Very good. Thank you. Right. So before we uh, go back to the panel, and first of all, let me uh, apologize that so the, the quality of the audio doesn't come through very well. Uh, so we will find a way to make these videos uh, available to you uh, so you can listen to them in full fidelity sound. They do sound beautiful when they have proper stereo. Um, before we open for questions and start the panel with the ONMs, let me give you a sneak peek into something really cool that we are working on. That's worth listening. So imagine if you wanted to check out an area from the comfort of your own home, a little bit like sighted people would use Street View. So we're currently working on a feature that will let you explore an area virtually using Soundscape. You'll be able to hear the intersection callouts. You'll be able to turn in the direction of the road you want to go down. You'll be able to use around me and ahead of me to hear the local POIs. Uh, and this is going to be something really special. The O&M instructors will actually share in a few minutes how this is being designed to help develop and maintain key mobility skills and engage the brain in mental mapping and exploration from the comfort of your own home. And this is particularly important when we do find ourselves at home more than ever before these days. And I'll tell you from personal experience, this is going to be fun. And we don't typically discuss timeframes but keep an eye for this update in the next few months. Speaking of fun, uh, as many of you are aware, we continue to explore the use of soundscape in adaptive sports and recreation. In addition to kayaking, we are exploring cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, trail orienteering, and this continues to be a, an area of development that we, that we explore. Thank you for your attention. I hope you find, found this useful. And I'll hand back to Jarnell now uh, to start us with the panel and Q&A. Jarnell. Thank you, Amos. Uh, I now have the uh, wonderful pleasure of introducing Marie and Mark, who will uh, introduce themselves, talk a little bit about who they are, where they work, and how they use uh, Soundscape. And after that, we will then uh, open it up to the uh, Q&A. So over to you, Marie. Well, hello, everyone. It's great to be here at ACB with you guys. Uh, my name is Marie Trudell, and I am an O&M with Lighthouse for the Blind. And I've been using Soundscape for the past couple of years and have really um, enjoyed working with the team 
um, in more recent months um, in order to better help students continue to practice and navigate during the time of shelter in place in the Bay Area? Hi, uh, my name is Mark Rankin. I'm an orientation mobility specialist uh, in Toronto, Canada. I'm working for uh, Vision Loss Rehabilitation Canada. And uh, like Marie, I've been uh, really enjoying uh, utilizing Soundscape with um, lots of different clients. So I work with uh, age ranges right from uh, preschoolers uh, up to uh, seniors. And I found it's one of the few technologies that uh, almost any age range uh, and level of technology know-how can relate to. Uh, so it's been wonderful working with those folks. Also wonderful working with the Soundscape team. Um, I was telling someone recently, a colleague, you know how sometimes you talk to engineers and it's usually as an O&M, you're in interacting with engineers around something like a accessibility issue in the environment. And it's usually you saying how something's not accessible and them saying how it's too bad they can't change it. But with the with the soundscape team, it's sort of the situation of you. You know, as O and M's, we're in this wonderful position of being able to say, "Hey, could you design this?" And not only do they say, "Sure, we'll give it a shot," but they say, "Thanks for all this work you're going to give us." It's really, really been a fantastic collaborative effort. Uh, so it's been very exciting for us as mobility specialists, and uh, I think so as as well for the uh, the uh, the other side. Brilliant. Thank you, Mark. I can see that we've got uh, a good few uh, hands raised, so uh, we'll uh, go over to the questions now. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, Theo, you should be able to unmute and talk. He's not. There we go. Yeah, he is now. Well, basically, uh, I was wondering what your top tips are, because it's quite difficult for the phone not to, because basically on route, sometimes the phone can sort of distract you too much, and you can get too engrossed in the phone, but of course you have to sort of stay alert to your surroundings. So I was wondering what your top tips are on trying to sort of stay alert to both. Thanks, Theo. That's a great question. I'm going to um, hand over to actually... Um, all of the panelists in turn to uh, share their uh, tips and experiences on this, particularly Marie and Mark, uh, who've been working very closely with a number of their uh, clients. Yeah, I'll, I can start and then send it to Mark. Um, sure. So what I have students do is to go into the settings in Soundscape and you can change um, the, the callouts. And so you can reduce the number of um, of markers or points of interest that you hear. And a lot of students, they really like the, the intersection callouts and then um, the ability to keep the marker callouts for those that they create or that I create and send to them. Um, and so having that ability to, to navigate when it's slightly less uh, input has been helpful. And we've also encouraged um, the students to do, walk the route one time and keep their phone in their pocket or in their bag and still try to focus, notice the sound. Um, but some of that information might be washed out by cars. And if you have access to bone conduction headphones or the Bose frames, 
uh, you can do that route again using that headset and um, better be able to attune to the input from Soundscape as well as environmental um, sensory information. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm doing something very similar to what uh, Marie does in terms of um, deselecting some of the callouts if it's overwhelming. What I encourage people to do often is um, if there's, a, say, a particular route you want to explore using Soundscape, try it first uh, without interacting at all with the phone. Just see what callouts you get. Um, and then you can try it again and sort of maybe take off a few of the, of the say, places and landmarks if those aren't what's in, uh, if that kind of is overwhelming, if it's giving you too much information to attend to. Um, there's kind of a range, right? And I guess at one end of the range would be not, you know, getting every call out. And the other range would be what, what Marie and I sometimes do, which is to just share specific markers and have the person only attend to those. So basically uh, deselect places and landmarks, uh, the mobility uh, information, even the beacon, um, depending on whether they're, they're someone who uses the beacon. And then they just basically have a customized set of callouts uh, that you can coordinate with them based on, you know, your knowledge of, of how much attention they can give to these callouts, what are really useful landmarks, um, that sort of thing. That's brilliant. Uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, I noticed that we've got a fair few hands up, so uh, let's yes. try and get through as many questions as we can. Vicky Vaughn, you should be able to unmute. Vicky, you, you go ahead and get another message. one if you, she hasn't yeah. picked it up. Hold on. Jessica Marquez, you should be able to unmute. Hello. Thank you very much for the presentation. Uh, I truly, I actually downloaded it right now to try it out. And one of the things that I'm finding is it uses Bluetooth. So I was wondering how much power does it drain when it comes to battery life? And also which phone do you feel for um, the panelists and also for um, the representatives, uh, which phone works better to have enough power to go outside and explore the world? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to hand that over to uh, Emma's from a product point of view to talk about uh, Bluetooth, battery consumption, phones, and so on. Oops, sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> thank you, Janelle, for the. Uh, 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 thank you for the great, great question. Um, in terms of phones. Really, Soundscape works on on all the phones, uh, iPhone S uh, and 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 later. Though we don't really have uh, any strong recommendations, um, it will be a true well as in and with any app, especially an app like this that uses a lot of the underlying capabilities of this of the phone. Uh, that at some point Apple starts to decommission. Uh, older phones, and so uh, staying current is, is is useful. But we do try to support as much as possible. In terms of battery life, Soundscape uh, it behaves similarly to other GPS applications. Uh, the Bluetooth uh, battery consumption only comes to play if you pair it with the Bose frames, um, but the battery life stays fairly consistent in that frame as well. 
this Vicky, I wasn't able to unmute before. You're, you're I, good. Yeah. Now? Yep. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm so sorry about that. Um, my question was um, for the um, uh, ability to be able to hear this over Bluetooth hearing aids. Would that work? And or would this the dinging? Would that block out some of our environmental sounds? Those are my two concerns. Should I? Take yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Um, it depends on the hearing aids that you use. We have, we do know quite a few users who use use it through Bluetooth hearing aids. Um, some of them uh, have strange behaviors with the audio from the phone. So you, you just have to try it and see how effective it is. In terms of the beacon sound, on this uh, video that you heard, it was sounded pretty piercing. When you actually use it outdoors, you can turn the volume quite a way down. And it's designed to be audible in, in a fairly noisy environments, but take a very, very little space in your auditory uh, hearing. So, so it, it really, when you try it out and you make sure that you use stereo headphones, it really does not uh, cover up uh, your, the, the environmental sounds. It's, it's worth just, and just to add to that, we have, as Amos said, done a lot of work with uh, people who've been using a range of different hearing aids. And those that are de designated MFI, made for iPhone, actually work uh, pretty well. And because they allow the person to continue to hear what's going on in the outside world as well, the pass-through um, is actually pretty good. And the soundscape uh, spatialization is pretty effective as well. Edward? Green, you should be able to unmute. Uh, thanks, and, and thanks for the great presentation. A very simple question. Uh, when is uh, Soundscape coming to Android? Maybe can answer that. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> um, as soon as we can. But it is coming, is it? As soon as we can. I, 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 we, I, I don't have any specific information about that, I'm afraid. It'll be good to get a poll for how many of you guys use uh, Android. That, that, that data is always uh, useful for us to know. Lots of us. It's in development, though. Beth, you should be able to unmute. Thank you. A great presentation, extremely interesting. My question is that I am a totally blind senior, and I have 50% hearing loss, sensory neural. A hearing aid would not help me at all. Therefore, I cannot use stereo at all. Is uh, Soundscape useful for me? Thank you. Marie, Mark, I know that you also work with uh, a range of folks with uh, levels of uh, hearing loss, and they use uh, Soundscape in a range of different ways. I wonder if you're uh, able to share some of the experiences. Yes, definitely. Um, well, thank you for your question. And I have some students that use soundscape without uh, any headset and the, the features that they really enjoy are the intersection callouts and even if they are not hearing it in the stereo or from the 3d audio perspective it's still very helpful to know um, the streets at that specific intersection another feature that's really useful is the ability to set markers with annotations and so that has enabled me as a mobility instructor to, to describe, say, an intersection or the front of a coffee shop or a hospital 
to a student and send that annotation, send that marker with an annotation to them so they can access it uh, when they're nearby. Yeah, I've worked with a few people with uh, hearing impairments um, and soundscape. And, you know, again, there's, you can use it in a lot of different ways. Um, so people who really get a lot out of the 3D sound, um, I've, I had one person say, this must kind of be what seeing is like, because I suddenly, you know, I'm picking up all these things around me as if I, I imagine that's what looking around is like, right? That's one end of the continuum. On the other end, it's just getting the information, um, but not in that sort of customized way. Um, so I've had people who will, you know, use the callouts. Uh, one lady in particular who's hearing impairment means that she can't really locate traffic sounds. So she's very, very nervous about uh, veering too close to traffic, especially on um, driveways. And she does a very small walk in a residential block, um, but two of the streets have a, a lot of traffic and, and there's uh, no boulevard between the sidewalk and the street. So if she does veer, she's going to be on the street immediately um, and she won't hear the traffic in soon enough to, to provide a warning for her. So what we did was we just set up a couple of beacons um, at different spots where she veers. So one spot she veered, it, it gets called out anyway as a driveway. So Soundscape will call out those sorts of unnamed roads um, just as, as a service road. So she knows when she hears service road, that means she's crossing the driveway. She's got to really uh, take extra care and try to project the straight line as, as well as she can. And she knows for sure not to veer towards the street side at that point. And then there's a few other spots on her uh, route where there are intersecting paths that she will also sometimes wander up. Um, and we set beacons there to remind her that these are the kind of areas where you need to pay extra attention uh, to maintaining a straight line of travel. So not, you know, she doesn't need that customized 3D experience. It's not um, relevant for her with that level of vision loss, but uh, getting customized callouts in terms of markers she sets, or even the, the built-in markers that uh, announce in, in, intersecting um, service roads, things like that, really, really made a big difference and her being able to independently do this little route, um, just a, a recreational route, but with a degree of confidence she would not have had otherwise. Deanna Noriega, you should be able to unmute. Hello. Um, really enjoyed playing with Soundscape. I think I've had it on my phone for about a year and a half or maybe even two years. Um, and I live in a residential area where there's not a lot of um, businesses or anything, but it's still helpful because it does tell me about the intersections and we have a lot of those diagonal crossings. So I can catch it when my dog does a diagonal much faster because I have a better sense of which side of the street I'm landing on. And if he does one of those diagonals and I start down a street that I didn't intend to, I can straighten out much faster and get him back on track. So um, I really appreciate the program, especially the price. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you. Yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful to hear that. Okay, Andy Tom, you should be able to unmute. Great. 
Thank you. Um, I have a couple of quick questions. Um, one thing is, uh, can you change it from meters to feet or no? Yes, you can. If you go Great. to the uh, settings, Andy, it's uh -huh. uh, one of the options in uh, in settings to change the okay. uh, render there. Okay, I have, I have two other questions that are a bit more um, in detail. One is, um, how did the, the application know that there was construction? What is it basing that information off of? And then my second question is, um, let's say that, you know, you're walking towards the beacon, um, but maybe you're on the wrong side of the street. Like, how would you know that, because it's going to get louder since you're walking in the right direction, but how do you know where, like, you know, if you're on the right block, but it's across the street, like what's going to be that signal that really makes that stand out? Or if you're walking the wrong way, I would assume it gets quieter. So I just was hoping for more detail on that. Thank you very much. This is a great presentation. That's great. That's a, that's a, that's a great question. I'm sure it's relevant to uh, lots of folks as well. On the construction um, side of it, uh, I'll deal with that and then hand over to the rest of the panelists um, on the, uh, the side of the road question. Uh, for construction, uh, typically if that information is available through the uh, either OpenStreetMap or Bing, then it'll get called out. Or if you've created a personal uh, marker and annotated it in such a way. We do get requests to be able to uh, provide information about construction or temporary obstructions um, in the environment. And this is something that we are looking at. Now, for the second part, I'll... Uh, uh, initially go over to Amos and then if Marie and Mark have anything to add about how they work with clients to deal with this particular issue, then then they'll jump in. Uh, it's a great question. I mean, given that the beacon marks the actual building that you are heading to, as you get closer and you walk along the path, you, it, let's say you're on the left-hand side, You, if you hear the beacon still straight ahead of you as you kind of really, really approach it, then you know it's on your side of the street. If you start hearing it on the other, like that it's starting to veer to the right slowly but surely, that just means that it's coming up on your right, which means it's over on the other side of the street. So you'd probably be looking for a crossing, a, a, a road crossing to, to get across. Um, the address of the destination is also on the front page of the of the screen. So sometimes the house number will also useful, be useful to let you know which side of the street it's on. Okay, um, Danielle Robinson, you should be able to unmute. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much presentation and I'm really like that um, marker share, sharing the marker texting it that will would have come in handy prior to COVID and will come in handy afterwards as well as during for two blind people trying to find one another um, my question or issue is this I do not like the chimes at all I opened it last week and discovered the sound had been changed for the beacon I find it very irritating and distracting um, but that's a matter of taste and need. I'm wondering if it's possible to have both available. So the drum beats, I really like. They were not intrusive to me. And if you felt like it, you could get your dance on while you walked to them. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, just, I just liked them much better. They were not as agitating and not as distracting to me. So is there a possibility that future versions could have a choice between the two? And thank you so much for a wonderful presentation. Amos, what do you reckon? 
think we should take that piece of feedback very seriously. Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a great point. Sometimes putting out a contrast helps to see what works and what doesn't work. Uh, and uh, that, that feedback, you're not alone in that feedback. Um, so we, we greatly appreciate it. And we, we look at feedback very regularly. Uh, we have a weekly meeting to look at feedback and that's the kind of thing we're looking at and we'll take action on. So yeah, I, I can't promise exactly when, but uh, that's, that's definitely a great, great piece of feedback. Paul Hunt, you should be allowed to unmute. Hello. Um, thank you so much for the presentation. I have a couple of really brief questions. One uh, request and a question. The request is, uh, I go to tra I travel a lot to different cities. And I'm not familiar with them, but I really sometimes want to go. If I don't think I'm too far away, I want to actually get to the destination. What would be helpful is if I could get an idea of what kind of traffic signals are there, whether they're accessible or not. And also, you know, the kind of intersection I'm crossing, you know, whether it's really complex, like diagonal or something like that that I need to know about. And the second question is, is there a way to completely silence things very quickly when you're getting ready to cross an intersection so that you can listen for the traffic or the audible signal? Thank you. Thank you, Paul. I'll deal with the second question. Um, at the top of uh, the Soundscape main screen, there is the mute button. And that's a way of very quickly just turning everything off so that you can, as you say, pay attention to whatever else is going on around you. Regarding intersections and descriptions uh, around them, I'm going to hand that over to Marie and Mark because I know that this is a, uh, a topic close to their hearts as well. Yeah, I'll start and send it to you, Mark. Sure. Uh, so there's the soundscape will call out how the, the the layout of the intersection. So you'll be able to hear if it's a plus shape or a T-shaped um, or say five. Um, it does not include the type of traffic control. However, during COVID, um, you know, we've been in shelter in place for 17 weeks here. And so I've been setting markers with annotations and sending them to students to describe the layout um, and positioning of, say, a push button or an APS at different layouts. And it, it does not replace them doing intersection analysis, but it's a support to make sure that they are identifying and recognizing these key components um, to maximize safety during a crossing. Yeah, I think uh, I pretty much do the same thing. Um, I can look at an intersection myself um, and then send a customized market to somebody that gives them information about that intersection. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, if it's a totally unfamiliar area that other than the functionality that, that uh, Marie mentioned in terms of just the street callouts will let you know how many streets meet there um, and determine well, you know, whether it's a T or a plus or, or something even weirder. Um, there's nothing kind of built into Soundscape to do that. Um, I mean, you could, I've had people, <laughs> colleagues at work traveling, asking me to look at maps sometimes so that they could start to, uh, figure out, uh, where the resort was in relation to other stuff. You could, you could possibly do it in advance that way with someone, you know, here's my hotel, what's around me. And is there anything you could, you could get markers sort of built in, uh, customized that way. 
but sort of right out of the box, um, I don't think there's there's anything that could be done that way. Just maybe one quick comment to add. I mean, detailed intersection information is tricky because of the data is pretty noisy. But um, I'm wondering whether when the preview feature comes along, if you visited that location ahead of time and at least knew which roads you wanted to take, then uh, that would help you to make some decisions when you're there. Yeah, That's I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank Sr., you should be able to unmute. Hey, great presentation, Amos. How you doing, man? Hi, Frank. Frank. Great to hear you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm using the Bose frames, and I uh, love it. Um, I was wondering if you're going to do any more with that A&R stuff. And also, if the phone is in your pocket or in your bag, um, doesn't that make it harder to... Uh, get the right, uh, you know, uh, specs as to where you're going and direction, all of that, whereabouts. Amos, over to you, sir. To your friend. AR headsets we are fans of, and we definitely have uh, interesting research projects in this area to see how we make the most of that form factor of head tracking headsets. Always very exciting, always very real for soundscape. Right. Um, we did fix your last from la your last ACB, Frank. You commented that the buttons on the headsets don't aren't reliable. They are reliable now. So thank you for that comment. Mm -hmm. uh, that all works a lot better now. And sorry, I lost. The, what was the, the the final question? Um. Oh boy. Uh, just <laughs> if it's in your bag, if the phone is in your bag. Oh, how do you? <laughs> How do you, you know, maintain the right directions? And yeah. So well, the the the, comp, the 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 if if the if you don't have the whole, the Bose frames, you can with other headsets. We we maintain it using a combination of the sensors that the phone does have. In terms right. Of the, but but moving, if it's in your if it's in your bag, like if you're if you're walking north, uh, does it matter which way the phone is uh, mm -hmm. in your pocket or your bag? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. No, you can. We, we, we manage that uh, quite carefully. Beautiful, man. All great right. work. Thank you very much. Great, great talk to you again. Likewise. Okay, we've got Nora Martin. You may unmute. Hi. Um, thank you for your presentation. Much appreciated. Um, I have a comment on the video. Um, I am a low vision traveler. As a matter of fact, I don't even need a dog or a cane, but something like this would be very helpful in terms of um, either markers or um, exploring my surroundings. <clears throat> but on the video, it looked as though what you did was you used a camera put in one place with a panoramic view. The problem is if, if the woman was traveling away from the camera, eventually... For someone who's low vision, she tended to get lost in the back in the clutter of what was in the background. So I would like to suggest that for the future, I mean, if I could see if I could see her that that well in the clutter of the background, I probably wouldn't need something like this because um, I'm not totally blind. Um, but 
I would like to ask that you consider in the future when you make demo videos, you either have a camera that follows the person you're showing or you have, if you can afford it, you know, multiple cameras so that you can pick her up in different places where it's clear, where she's more obvious that she's, uh, you know, like in large, like not close up necessarily, but just not panorama and not in a single position. Because it really does, for those of us who have usable vision and want to use vision as part of appreciating the video, I, I think it fell a little short on that. In every other respect, it was great, but I just wanted to give you that feedback. Thank you, Nora. We really appreciate the uh, the feedback. The Runa video, we did make a decision just to use sound on all of that and not uh, record it. Um, but we will certainly take that into account when we produce uh, future videos. However, if you do go to our website, there are a couple of videos there that uh, uh, we talk about different features and capabilities of uh, Soundscape. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate the feedback. Alice Wershing, you should be able to unmute. Thank you so much for all the panel uh, members' discussions. Um, I am not an O&M specialist, but I have done some of that work in the past. Um, I work on a closed campus where my student who has lost his vision in the last several years, um, the O&M specialist worked with him. Um, but having the ability to share markers when we go back to campus. Um, so do I walk the campus and annotate the markers for the buildings? I mean, he's pretty good now, but how would I start with a new student who maybe would need that? And also how far back on the phone versions um, does Soundscape work? Thank you so much. So just very quickly on the second part, uh, I think Soundscape will work from a 6S onwards. And for the first part of the question, Marie, I think you're the perfect person to answer this. Certainly. So markers, uh, setting markers is great um, for campuses. Um, I've done a lot on university campuses, and so those are more, tend to be more spread out. Um, and for some main points, such as, say, a dorm or a cafeteria or an athletic facility, you can set the marker beforehand by entering that point of interest into uh, the search bar. Um, another option is to walk the route with your student um, side by side and set markers together at each building or location that they need to be aware of and together think of the annotation, right? So what type of sensory information is around them or are there intersections that they need to be mindful of, unique bicycles that might be coming from their left or right that they should pay attention to. Um, and that has been um, very, very useful for, for young adults that are navigating more open spaces at colleges. Michael Byington, you should be able to unmute. Well, thank you very much. Uh, very interesting presentation. I am a comms. I'm also legally blind. I have not had any experience with soundscapes, but I have taught uh, people using GPS, such as the Trekker Breeze and the Captain. And my question would be, I really cringed when Runa was approaching the six lanes of traffic and really seemed to be focusing in on 
the beacon. I have always wanted my students to try and concentrate purely on uh, traffic sounds and necessary environmental sounds to get straight across that street. And uh, it helps that you mentioned that you have the mute uh, button. It helps that uh, a person could probably use bone conduction hearing uh, uh, headphones. But I wanted to ask about another possibility. Most of the other GPS uh, navigator type pieces of hardware that are out there for the use of people who are blind uh, offer in an attempt to solve the issue with listening to environmental sounds, uh, collar speakers that you can simply clip on your collar. Now, I realize that your system depends on uh, stereo capabilities, but what would be the possibility of using two uh, shoulder or collar clip-on speakers instead of using uh, headphones. And my second question uh, is, has there been any empirical research done on whether the travelers focusing in on the beacon actually may slow down their reaction time in reacting to what the cane is showing them in terms of a trip hazard or uh, what a dog may be showing uh, them through its movement with various hazards and things that have to be cleared and so on. And thank you very much. Very interesting presentation. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, for the uh, the first question, I think uh, Runa um, is a, a pretty experienced user of Soundscape. And uh, so she felt quite comfortable turning the beacon on when she was crossing the uh, six lane highway. Because one of the things that the beacon or Soundscape allowed her to do was really not pay attention to it. So it was there as background, giving her comfort and reassurance, but allowing her to really concentrate on listening to what was going on around her. You mentioned wearing something on the uh, the shoulders. Yeah, we've sort of experimented with a range of different uh, audio output uh, devices. And one thing that we did find with those is that uh, they do tend to sort of bleed into the environment and can be quite uh, disturbing for people uh, around you. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, if I think the directionality of those could be improved so that they pointed more directly at your ears, then that could be uh, an interesting uh, proposition. For the uh, the second question, um, we're going to hand over to our uh, uh, O&M specialists, in particular, the use of uh, cane or, 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 or sort of dog technique, mobility in general, and how the uh, beacon works in relation to that. Mark, do you want to start with this? Um, sure. I, um, as far as you know, dividing your attention uh, between, say, the the beacon um, and the environmental information that you're also processing, um, it it really varies uh, on users. Like we sort of will introduce different features, kind of. I at least for the most part, when we feel people are ready for them, um, and so it's kind of a little bit of a of of experience with your learning curve. Like, are you able to integrate this information easily from Soundscape with, with the environmental sounds that you need to pay attention to? And if so, then that's fine. If not, we can eliminate some of them. The beacon, I, I tend to use the beacon a lot in areas where there's not much that the environment gives you. Um, so the, the beacon really, there's not much, say, auditory or, or tactile information that will improve your wayfinding. So in this case, the beacon is really um, 
kind of like the fundamental way of finding um, a location. So you're not, you know, other than using the, the cane for basic protection, you're really, really just using the beacon more, more for guidance and wayfinding and not really using sound sources or, or any other information. Um, I, I find that's when it's most useful for clients that I use it with. So open areas, they've got to find something and there's nothing really usable. So in that case, the, their attention is not that divided. They've just got that sort of call out so that they can orient towards it. Um, the rest of it is basically as long as they're not really emerging uh, learners in terms of learning the basic skills and mobility, um, then it's not much of an issue. For the very, very emerging learners, then you just introduce it slowly until and just monitor whether they're able to cope with both the environmental uh, information and the kind of added layer that Soundscape's giving. Ani Severson, you should be able to unmute. She's not. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. There you go. <laughs> I got wrapped up in the moment. Ani, you should be able to unmute. Sorry about that. Oh, you, you unmuted to Terry. Oh, I'm sorry, Terry. It's okay, Terry, you can go. Terry, you can go. Ani, we'll come back to you. I'm sorry. Terry, Terrell? Terry, you need to unmute. If not, we'll. Okay, go. Yep. Take Kevin. Kevin Ratliff, you may unmute. Uh, I'm sorry. Am I unmuted? This is Terry. Yeah, go ahead, Terry. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Um, GPS has a, a small amount of inherent error in it. Last I heard, it was like plus or minus. 10 feet or so if you've got really good reception um, and or I'm sorry, 10 yards, not feet. Um, how does that play into the accuracy of the beacon? Uh, I would think that you'd have a bit of a range of accuracy in terms of number. Like if you're, if you've got a building in the middle of a parking lot, the amount of degrees off you might be. The other question is, um, well, let's, let me just leave it at that. Thank you, uh, Terry. Yeah, regarding uh, GPS accuracy, yeah, you're right. Uh, it will vary anywhere between 5 and 15 metres, let's say, on average. One of the things that we do do with Soundscape is not uh, it's, it's to work within those constraints. So, for example, uh, when you place an audio beacon on something, we will turn that audio beacon off once you're in the vicinity of where you want to get to so that those last five ten meters or so you essentially use your mobility skills to to make your way there now we don't pretend that soundscape is a door-to-door -door, uh, experience because that uh, level of accuracy simply doesn't exist in the real world and therefore we don't look to rely on it instead by enhancing person's natural awareness of their environment and promoting and encouraging the use of their existing mobility skills, the idea is that you have enough confidence to be able to get to where you want to go to. Kevin, before you go, I just want to let everyone know we only have about three minutes left in this session. So unfortunately, we won't be able to get to everybody's question. So Kevin Ratliff, you may go. 
<clears throat> um, I just wanted to put in another vote for um, the app coming to Android and to request that if it's not coming to Android and it's not in development, to just be honest and tell us so that we're not hopeful. Like, <laughs> if it's not coming, just say it. Um, <laughs> because I've been to several conferences and I always ask this and they always give me kind of a, you know, roundabout answers. So, is it coming? It's not. And if, if it is possible, then I'm putting in a vote for it. But if it's not coming, just be honest with us. Um, thank you, Kevin. We uh, appreciate the question. And we are absolutely honest in that uh, we get a lot of asks uh, for Android. And this is something that we are looking at. Do we want to take, take one, one more. more question? Let's just take one more. Yeah. Um, Bill Adams, you should be able to unmute. Thanks so much. Uh, uh, as an O&M, I was just wondering, like, uh, for the O&Ms in, on the panel, like, uh, what do you have, like, a set, like, progression that you do? Like, okay, first I'm going to teach this skill in the app and then how to use this part of the app. Like, what type of progression do you use and do you have that published anywhere? Great question to finish off with, uh, Marie and Mark. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. I, we don't have it published anywhere, at least to the best of my knowledge. But what I tend to start with is after introducing the student to a, you know, to the general orientation of the screen and the, the layout of Soundscape to have them explore the bottom um, navigation tabs that have my location, um, the around me button. Right, so get used to the features on the home screen. Um, and then have them set practice setting audio beacons because not only does that just familiarize themselves with the app a little bit, it's also very engaging because there's a sound that's coming to them and we can practice setting them on say their school and practice churning 45 degrees or 90 degrees or 180 degrees so to ensure that they are facing the beacon. Um, and that is, all those things um, are great for even emerging voiceover users. It's, it's simple swiping and tapping. And from there, progressing into um, setting, setting markers. Now, right now, because we are, we're not working in person, um, my student will practice setting a marker, say, on their street. Or if typing is difficult, I can set and share a marker with them, and they might go out and, and find it um, to make it a little bit more interactive. Um, and really just starting from a controlled indoor environment or just outside their street and then gradually moving into um, a more residential or downtown area where they're actually attuning to the call-outs, whether it's markers with annotations or the intersection call-outs. Before, um, before everybody leaves, I need to give the ending code in case people do need to leave. Uh, for CEUs, your code is 15C is in Charlie, 40. That's one five C is in Charlie four zero. And, we and I'm sorry that we up. didn't get to everyone's questions. Is there a way that people can email you guys questions or something? Perfect. Yes. Uh, thank you. 
So if you go to our website, there's a way, different ways that you can uh, contact and reach us. And perhaps the best way is if you email us directly at soundscapefeed, that's one word, soundscapefeed at microsoft.com, then we'll promise to get uh, back to you within a couple of days. And please, all questions or feedback are really, really welcome. And before we close, I just wanted to thank everybody for their time, some great questions, and a special call out to Marie and Mark in particular for their amazing input and insight and uh, uh, guidance on how they're using Soundscape. And yeah, our plan is to, for the blogs that we're publishing, to make more and more of this content, of this material, of the way we're approaching Soundscape available. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank everyone for attending.